on hard facts. I don't just bring you the news, I bring you the newsmakers. Consul General of the U.S. Consul General in Lagos giving her first ever interview in Nigeria. Claire Pierangelo. They come to me because they know Lagos is listening. I love the way you engage Nigeria, especially with this who are called to supremacy to Nigeria. They still be among Nigerians. We talk to the newsmakers. The special assistant to the president on digital and new media, Tolu Ogunasi. Frank Mba has just walked into the studio. Yawande Sadiku. Yawande is the executive secretary of NIPC, the Nigeria Investment Promotion Council. The senior special assistant to President Muhammad Buhari on public affairs, Mr. Ajuri Ngelali. We talked to captains of industry. She's the founder and CEO of Tomato Joss, one of Nigeria's biggest agro-industrial businesses. Her name is Mira Meta. He's been selected for Forbes 30 Under 30. His name is Inyolua Aboyeji. We talked to the experts. He's the chief economist at Business Day. He's a big friend of the show. Don't so be clean. He's the head of the Department of Molecular Biology and Biotechnology at the Nigerian Institute of Medical Research, NIMR. Dr. Bamidele Walofo. And we talk to you. I found Mr. Usman through hard facts. He's a listener. He sent us a WhatsApp message when we were talking about the scanners at the port. Give me your afternoon and I'll give you the answers. Is Nigeria handling the second wave? The figures are still climbing, but the question is, are we doing enough to slow down the rise, flatten the curve, and give our healthcare system a chance? Here's our big hard fact today. So far, in January 2021, NCDC has confirmed 22,000 877 new COVID-19 cases and 146 deaths from the virus. So far, in January 2021, NCDC has confirmed 22,877 new COVID-19 cases and 146 deaths from the virus. Just January. January hasn't gone foul. This is the what? What's today's date now? Let, let's take a look. What's today's date? 18th. It's the 18th day. And look at what the numbers are doing for Nigeria. So how are we handling the second wave? Whenever we talk about the public's reaction to COVID-19, a lot of you calling to say government is not helping matters. Some of you believe government is sending mixed signals about the seriousness of COVID-19. And what I really want us to do is look at that today. Do you think that government should stop all ongoing government activities that call for crowds? So, of course, we'll start with um, NIN SIM integration, NIMSI. We're seeing these huge crowds of people waiting all day at registration centers in the middle of a pandemic. We've heard from the Nigerian Medical Association. They've said that the exercise is putting Nigerians in danger. We've heard from the health ministry and they've called it a potential super spreader event. But this exercise is still happening. The Nigerian Communications Commission says they have heard the concerns, but the deadline is still on, unless and until the Communication Ministry calls it off. So far, we still have no word from the Ministry. We've heard from NIMSI today on the morning crossfire with Sheriff. Their spokesperson, Kayode Adegoke, said that the deadline still stands. Uh, it may be shifted, of course, because um, the Minister listens to the plight of the people. But we've not heard a word from the presidential task force, nor the minister just yet. 
So that's the NIN situation. Now you also have NYSC, Batch B core members are supposed to be reporting for uh, orientation camp. They're supposed to be or- reporting to orientation camp this week. NYSC made the official announcement this weekend. So basically, government is telling a couple of hundred thousand young people from all 36 states to travel interstate to the states where they've been posted and enter camp. Now, the core says that they want them to first certify online that they've tested negative for COVID and then come down. And when they arrive at the camp, NYSC will also test all of them. Now, this raises some issues. First of all, the online declaration, it doesn't prove anything. Anybody can say anything. People are selling fake COVID-19 tests at the airport for crying out loud. Now, you'll say, oh, that's not a big deal. The camp will test all the coppers. Not just the coppers. They say that they're going to test everybody who works in the camp. Now, the question is, will these things be rapid tests or are these the more accurate tests that take a couple of days? Because if it's the rapid tests, how risky is it to have hundreds of people in a camp together with lower reliability tests? And if it's the longer period tests, where do you keep the core members while waiting for their test results? Will they be mingling with each other, potentially infecting each other? Or will each of them be isolated from all the others? Do NYSC camps have the capacity to isolate hundreds of coppers away from each other and feed them? I was a core member in Nigeria years and years ago. And I remember how mommy markets can be. Mommy markets is open to everybody. Are they going to test everybody who comes from mommy, who comes to sell at the mommy market? So as you can see, different government agencies, different government branches are approaching this second wave in different ways. Some are reducing activities, some are ramping up activities. And a lot of Nigerians are complaining that this is creating mixed signals. And the question becomes, has the government failed to find one voice and one strategy in handling COVID-19? 22,000 cases. 146 deaths just January. For context, in all of November 2020, all of November 2020, Nigeria had 4,000 cases. And in January, we're not even to the end of the month yet, and we are at 22,000 already. Do you agree or disagree that government has provided a unified voice, a unified strategy for handling COVID? What do you think about what the different agencies are doing? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. Send your thoughts to us via WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 80 7585 You can tweet at us as well. Use the hashtag NigeriaInfoHF. HF stands for hard facts. Use that hashtag on Twitter and share your thoughts with us. Everybody gets one minute, 30 seconds because it's a new year and it's a new hard facts. Ignatius in Ikeja, welcome. Go ahead. Hello, Sandra. How are you, sir? Good evening. Fine, good evening. Ignatius, Connor from Ikeja. Welcome, Ignatius. Go ahead. Sandra, I, I, I don't 
please, how do we get here? How do we get where we are in this in this nation or in this country or whatever we, we might call it? Why, why is it? Does it mean that our our so-called leaders or rulers or whatever doesn't have all that common sense anymore? How do we get here? How do we get where we are? Eh? The whole, the whole, the whole people, the whole nation is trying to avoid people clustering together. Why here in Nigeria we are bringing people together? Does it mean that the minister of communication? Well, well, well I didn't blame him. I, I didn't blame him because everybody is crying. When everybody is crying for our our number one citizen to change the chief of staffs. In, in respect of the security situation, he refused. Why wouldn't the Minister of Communication told the same line? Everybody just, everybody just kept that demand. He doesn't want, nobody wants to hear what the masses are saying. Everybody just, just doing whatever he likes. Because the is just, they're just taking the same route of our number one citizen. Because if you complain from that till tomorrow, our president will not hear. Yeah, from the mass, even the masses who voted him there. He, at least he didn't get up there overnight. Somebody, somewhere voted him to go there. He climbed up there and abandoned the people. He doesn't want to hear from those people. So I, I believe that the, the people he, 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 he employed or the people who are working for him are doing the same line. Ignatius, thank you for calling us. Remember, one minute, 30 seconds to everyone. Frank, in Ojalaba, welcome. Aha, my own big auntie. <laughs> Good to have you on the show, Frank. Yes, how are you? Yes, welcome. Go ahead. If I look for you like this, I know call you. I know they don't expect my cousin. <laughs> Frank, your time yeah. they go. Aha, now, I know you have for 90 seconds. Okay. Auntie Sandra. Mm? Me, I take good care of myself. Oh. Okay. I know they wait to make government come to take care of me. Did they hear me? Mm-hmm. Because if... We the talk like this. It could come be like say as if that we are not obeying this law of COVID nineteen. But nobody will seems to know that the fault is from these people. I want to use the remaining seconds now to tell you thank you because you are the only person, as far as radio and television or, or media concerned in Nigeria, as the number one president, number one candidate in Africa, have ever in my life said, "How are you?" for whatever, everything that has been happening to men in this country. And you make up one good week. How especially what you did on Thursday was that you was asking how far the molestation and the abuse and everything that has been happening to you. make up one week and make up another day and you promise to do another thing. You see, people don't know what is how are you. It's very common, but it's too expensive. I want to say thank you to that. <laughs> thank Anybody that wants to understand me should understand me anybody that doesn't want to understand me let them leave me for my own life more. Frank bye bye thank you for calling me <laughs> Godwin in Lakwe how are you good evening Sandra. good to have you on the show there's a question good evening good evening good evening so I don't go for more for my oh my god no turn your radio off okay thank you mm. go ahead yeah do you know I'm no more surprised at whatever that is happening in this our present government today. You know reason? What's the reason? Uh, no matter what you say, somebody somewhere says that is the style of government of the president and the current government. And whatever that comes on board, if you like, you kill yourself. If you like, carry a knife. 
gaga yourself. It doesn't concern anybody. Otherwise, if when we have people with sticking cap on their head, the government is all about the welfare of people, not about personal. And a situation where the people that you are standing for, you are doing something that is biting them, something that is harming them, and they are saying, oh, I'm dying, oh, we are in pain. And instead of to listen and do something else, you will continue to add from a national ID card, NYSC, resorption, a school resorption, uh, palliative uh, provided by the ordinary people, government took it and personalized it and hold it. No more reaching people. Which one are we to say and which one can it be heard? I'm no more surprised. It is what the one chance we have entered. It's only God that will help us. Godwin, thank you for calling us. Tega in Lucky, how are you? Good evening, President Sandra. Good evening again. Welcome. Yeah. I, I hope, I, I mean, I, I would have loved we have enough Sandra as a question. <laughs> Yes. Okay. On the of uh, COVID-19 uh, prevention and uh, uh, following the rules and regulations, mm. do you know vast majority of negotiators, we don't follow this rule? Even if at all we do, maybe two of us. Now, let me give you an example. Mm. If you go to any, any of those supermarkets, uh, whatever, or maybe any... Business uh, know normally not, now this time around, they normally have those security guys that check your temperature, right? Mm. And give you sanitizer to, to rub your hands. Mm. You know, some people fire on those guys. Come on, come on, come on, don't, 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 who would want the temperature? But if, you know, and those are well people, I mean, well many people, I mean, well educated people, you know, the way they react to this guy. Just for them, I mean, just to, you know, someone to take your temperature before you enter into the market, mm. you shout on them, you know. So tell me. Uh, someone that is on the other side of the road mm. and see the old, the old thing, will that person believe there's a coronavirus? Of course, he will not believe. Yes, because the, the attitude of most of uh, negotiations towards the uh, 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 prevention and the rules and regulation of the of the of the, of the game mm. called coronavirus, mm-hmm. our 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 attitude towards it is not is not uh, encouraging. All right. Thank you, Tega, for calling us. We've got a message here from Ademola who says, um, sometimes I do think that something is wrong with this regime that has not been disclosed to us as the citizens. It's like some of them are opposed, opposing, are opposing each other, like PDP and APC. I am just tired. Ademola, thank you so much for sending your message in. Ibas says, with all of these government agencies doing these things, they are proving that this second wave is not real and they are pumping up those numbers. Actually, it's not, that's, that's not true at all. Have you seen the documentary that the TVC did? It's been circulating on WhatsApp. Have you have you watched that documentary? Have you seen the isolation centers packed to the brim with patients who cannot breathe? Have you seen that documentary? Look for it, please, and watch it for yourself. If you see that documentary, there's no way in hell you're going to keep saying that this second wave is not real. Personally, I, as Sandra Ezekwesele, I know a number of people who have died from this. I have people in my extended family who have died from this. So please, it's not a joke. 
And that's why I don't have patience anymore for people who say it's not real or it's fake. I don't have the patience because I've... Udokai Nikoi, hi, how are you? Welcome. And Cassandra, good evening. Good evening. God bless you. Bless you as well. Welcome, go ahead. Yeah, and Cassandra, these numbers of COVID-19 that are giving us all is calm. It's kind of... Other than a story, you know, when people are saying government, government, we don't have government in Nigeria. We're just deceiving ourselves. If we have a government, we will not be suffering what we are suffering today. How can government wake up? They don't know what they are doing. The ministers, the governors, are not, they are just adamant. They don't want to even help any situation. Maybe we don't have a government. If it, that's a river that flows. When a river is stagnant, it's stagnant. It cannot flow. Nigerians, we are just stagnant. We are not going left. We are not going right. We are not going... Hello? Udoka. Oh, Udoka isn't there anymore. Udoka, thank you for calling, though. We've got Green in Ibejuleki. Hello, Green. Thanks for calling us. Yeah, good evening. Thank you so much uh, for what you're doing. I was um, listening to the previous um, 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 issue before okay. concerning the 20 year, uh, 23 years old boy. Yes. So um, let me just say this. I also had an issue too because it happened to my in-law some few days ago. Now, while I, while I would like to hear that story, we, we're not talking about that anymore. We're talking about something else now. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, okay. Uh, yeah, for, yeah, for this issue concerning um, whether school should resume or not, to me, school should resume because if um, NIMC registration can still be going on, I actually registered mine this January. So when I go to the registration center, men. Hmm. So that's why that's why people keep on saying um, this COVID nineteen issue is government are just taking it. Yeah, the, this thing gives people that reason to look at that way. Because if you if once you get to the center, you see what's going on there. You see the crowd, and the government is not saying, not, they are saying nothing. So now they want to keep the students back. Yeah, toy. That shouldn't happen. All right. Thanks for calling us. Now, how is poor infrastructure affecting our healthcare system's response to COVID nineteen? That's another. That's another um, uh, angle for the, uh, to this conversation. In a lot of ways, COVID nineteen punishes poor organization, but it also punishes poor infrastructure. So you take a look at oxygen supply, for example. There are lots of critically ill COVID patients who need oxygen. If you'd watched that TVC documentary I was talking about, you see the number of them who are on oxygen. You see the number of oxygen tanks that have finished. You, you'd hear from the Minister of Health here in Lagos talking about um, how difficult it's been. And there's more people who need oxygen with this second wave. We've been talking about this. If you've been listening to Hard Facts, you've heard us talk about this again and again. I told you how the Lagos State Government just commissioned a new oxygen plant at the um, IDH, Yaba, the Infectious Disease Hospital, Yaba. And you have the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation contributing money for that, by the way, for that plant. But with this new plant, Lagos is now bottling 
300 uh, uh, cylinders of oxygen a day. It sounds like a lot, but medical experts are telling me that a single adult patient is using between six and seven cylinders a day. So those 300 cylinders that Lagos is producing, it can serve 50 patients. So clearly we need a lot more oxygen. And we don't have more because, well, first of all, we simply don't have enough oxygen plants. Government hasn't built enough of, of the, at the public hospitals. There are not enough private hospitals that are ready to take on uh, uh, the costs of doing it because healthcare is expensive. Because remember, after setting up the plant, you have to run it with electricity. So the cost of producing oxygen is high because of power infrastructure problems. And that's not the only area where our light problems may affect the war on COVID. It may also be an obstacle for vaccines. We'll talk about vaccines in a bit, but like you've heard this first stage of the problem. Is there a way Nigeria can circumvent our infrastructure deficit while we fight the pandemic? So first, I've told you what government agencies are doing. On the one hand, we're trying to fight the second wave. On the other hand, you have all these government agencies um, doing things that will attract large crowds. NYSC with the camps reopening, NIMC with the registrations. Are they not... Is, is there no single strategy? Do they not have a unified voice? What do you think about the different things the different agencies are doing? Chris in Lagos Island, hello. Hello, uh, hello Sandra. Good Thanks evening. for calling. Good evening. Yeah. Uh, I just want to believe that uh, you know, sometimes uh, because we've uh, criticized or say a lot of uh, not so uh, pleasing things about the present government, hmm. uh, whenever we talk, it will be a take still the same line of... Uh, discussion. Mm. Because I strongly think, like, the questions that you've raised, mm. as a what is the plan? Like, is that if, uh, is a house that is actually working against uh, against uh, itself? itself. You are, in one breath, you're talking about the uh, second wave of COVID-19 and all that. In mm. another breath, you're just putting things in place that will bring a lot of people together in one place at a particular time. It doesn't really make sense as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Because unless uh, social distancing is no longer part of the uh, measure by which you can avoid uh, uh, spreading the virus. Mm. But if it's still part of it, I think they should do everything possible to make sure that those things, uh, there will not be like uh, scenarios or circumstances where people will come large crowds. And it's funny, mm. we tell the church uh, uh, worship centers to abide by certain rules. Other people should abide by certain rules. But these other ones, you as a, just, I don't even know what to say about it. <laughs> it, just, it just doesn't make sense to me. Hmm. Chris, thanks for calling me. Basil is in Ajao Estate. Hello, Basil. Hello, Basil. Hello? All right, Basil isn't there anymore. Let me go to Twitter where we have Babatunde Mustafa who says the government agencies 
um, have been contradicting themselves, which is fueling the doubt about the second wave. The lack of coordination is doing them more harm than good. It doesn't absolve Nigerians uh, because we've been careless about the second wave as well. Kashan has been thrown to the gutters. Thank you for sending your message. We have uh, more comments on Twitter. Samson Enogela says... Sandra, I didn't support. I don't support the closure of schools. COVID has come to stay. Uh, malaria, hunger, bandits, etc., are killing Nigerians more than COVID. Yes, they are killing Nigerians, but they are not infectious. Malaria is not infectious. Hunger is not infectious. Bandits are not infectious. The only one killing Nigerians that is infectious and has the potential to kill Nigerians in large numbers is COVID nineteen. COVID-19. You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. And we're taking a look at how Nigeria is handling the second wave. I told you that so far in January 2021, NCDC has confirmed 22,877 new COVID-19 cases. And they've also confirmed 146 deaths from the virus. I've got a comment here uh, from Austin in Texas. Austin says, Nigerians are on serious set of people. While you gather crowds in churches and mosques and you go against COVID-19 protocols, no one complained. Leaders and followers are to blame. Austin from Texas, thank you for your message. We've got uh, somebody who says, Femi, Ambassador Femi Aribodo says, everything happening in Nigeria as a state tells us... uh, no, I refuse to say that about Nigeria. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Welcome back to your number one talk news and sports station. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. It's 5.31. You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. How is Nigeria handling the second wave? I ask that question because so far in January 2021, NCDC has confirmed 22,877 new COVID-19 cases and 146 deaths from the virus. Huge numbers. For context, for the whole month of November 2020, Nigeria recorded less than 5,000 deaths, uh, less than 5,000 cases of coronavirus. Less than 5,000. And yet, on the 18th day, by the 18th day of uh, January 2020, we've got 22,000. It's not even the end of the month yet. So this thing is here and this thing is serious. It's here and it's serious. Before the break, I was talking about our infrastructure and how that can affect our fight for COVID-19. I talked to you about oxygen and um, the oxygen uh, plants that Lagos State Government has built. And I told you how it even that won't be enough because more and more patients in this second wave are needing the help of um, oxygens to, uh, oxygen machines to breathe. And I told you that our infrastructure doesn't affect only oxygen. There's also the vaccine to think about, to worry about. The reason we don't have more oxygen plants is because you need electricity to power the oxygen plants. Last week, government told us that they're expecting 100,000 doses of the vaccine before the end of the month. Now, we have some more details. Primary Healthcare Development Agency is saying that those 100,000 doses 
at the Pfizer vaccine. Now, the problem with the Pfizer vaccine, unlike some of the other brands, is storage. It has to be stored at negative minus 70 degrees Celsius. And the NIMR is saying that we don't have enough special freezers to hold 100,000 Pfizer vaccines at that temperature. NIMR is Nigerian Institute for Medical Research. Their Director General, Babatunde Salako, said our facilities can hold Pfizer vaccines at negative minus 70 degrees, but we don't have enough of such freezers and the ones we have are even full at the moment. We even just got one that we have yet to install, but how many samples can it even hold? Even if we rearrange things, I doubt if we can store more than a few hundred or thousands. There are many negative minus 80 freezers around in the research institutes and universities. But the point is that many of them have samples inside them. So even if we evacuate, I don't think we'll be able to do more than a few thousand. The problem is not just about storing vaccines, but moving it to the rural areas and maintaining that same temperature. For example... If you land in Lagos and you store it at negative minus 70 and it it has to be transported it, at negative 70, sorry, not negative minus 70, at negative 70 and it has to be transported over the creek somewhere, how do you move them? There are other ways, but they will be very costly. They can store them with liquid nitrogen or even dry ice, but it will cost a lot of money. End quote. That's direct quote, by the way, from the uh, Director General of the NIMR. Now, I did some research after I heard um, Salako's quote. And Pfizer provides a container with their vaccine that is capable of storing it in dry ice to keep the temperature down. But of course, this would need us to create dry ice using special machines. And I'm not sure that we can find that in most states. So electricity is a challenge. Freezers are a challenge. Salakor thinks that we won't have enough freezers to store more than a few thousand of these Pfizer vaccines at, at a time. You have other countries who have way more freezers because they've been building up their capacity over the years. For us, it's too late to do that now. So the question becomes, how badly will our lack of capacity due to decades of not planning, not investing, affect our fight against COVID? So this is not a Buhari issue. It's not a, this administration, uh-uh. it's decades of no planning. How badly will it affect it? Is there a way we can circumvent it? This is the time to wear your thinking caps if you are a scientist if you're a logistics person, I don't know if how as a logistics person, you know, you can help with this. But how can Nigeria circumvent our infrastructure deficit while fighting this pandemic? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. You can share your thoughts with us via WhatsApp as well. WhatsApp is 080 Nine five nine seven five eight zero five. Hello, thanks for calling us. Hello, thanks for calling. Hello. Hello. 
Yes, I can hear you now. What you, what did you say your name was? Hey, Yes, I can hear you. What's your name? My name is Joseph. Joseph, welcome. And I'm calling you from Ayobo at the moment. Hi. Um, and Sandra, do you know one thing? What? Um, I had three kids today. Okay. Uh, they are age about uh, between 10, 10 and 12. Okay. And I was asking them just a very, very simple question. Do you think COVID-19 is real? And one said he does not believe in COVID-19. The other one said no. And one was like saying, it took, it took time for her to even say something. And the, 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 the one of the brothers said that because she, she was the only one wearing the um, the nose mask. And he, you know what the brother said? He said she's wearing it because they asked them to wear it. In that aspect, we need more of awareness. Last time, the last time Lagos State Bureau was conducting their governorship uh, uh, election, Sangwolu picture was on my street. His picture was on all streets in Lagos. There's no way you don't find Sangwolu's picture in Lagos. Sandra, why can't Lagos State do the same? In all the seaboard, in every crooks and corners of Lagos State, let's have this COVID-19 seaboard uh, awareness on those places, from on the on the electronic seaboard, on even the banner. Let them see on the street. Let everybody see it. Let that thing be in our conscience, in our in our, in, in our mind that oh, this thing. Everywhere you go is real. Then begin to talk about the nursing. Like you're talking about now, the infrastructure. How can we have it when we're not thinking the way others are thinking? It's a very logic, it's a very simple thing. You can't have it if you don't, you don't plan towards it. And now you are saying it's, it's, it's even late. I would say, that, okay, it's not even still late. If they can start now and see what they can do, and start building up something. Sometimes we have a bomb in our hands. Is about to explode. The government needs to come together. Call all the stakeholders, all the stakeholders, and let's find a solution to what is on the ground so that we can salvage this country. We don't know what it happened, what, 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 what will happen next. The, 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 the trap lost his life. Nobody has said anything about it. I carry placard. Nobody has even. Has even the, 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 the people who the, 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 the hospital, the police, you know, what actually happened. We need to begin to dig out the facts. Thank you very much for calling us. 99.3. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. Hello. Hello. Thanks for calling. What's your name? I'm Gozier calling from Lagos Island. Welcome, Gozier. Turn your radio off. Go ahead. Okay. Our suggestion is this. Since uh, this uh, president, so-called Buhari, and uh, is ruling this country, a lot has been happening. When I ask him, he doesn't talk, he doesn't... A lot of things is happening. My suggestion is this. Why can't we organize presidential uh, media chat just as they normally do when Jonathan is in power? First, 
people will be able to, uh, generally will be able to ask him for different questions. Because how much is happening in this country for him to respond. All right. Thanks for calling, Gozier. 99.3. Hello? Yeah, good, good evening, ma'am. Good evening. What's your name? Yeah, my name is Ruben from Yaba. Good to have you on the show. Go ahead. Yeah, on this whole um, storage issue, you know, what I've always been asking, cryogenic freezer, do we have enough to store 100,000 doses? I've always asked that question. I've asked you twice and then I couldn't get any answer. About well, according to the Director General of NIMR, and he's the one who should know, he says, no, we don't have enough freezers to store. At least the one from Pfizer, we don't have enough. Imagine. Pfizer vaccine. That means that when he gets here, he's already dead on arrival. From 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 where I'm looking at, not everywhere is sunny. It's hot in in Lagos. It's hot in Nigeria. So how are we going to cope? How are we going to do it? So I don't I don't even know. And how much is even a cryogenic freezer? Why can't government to set up put up a sort of a, 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 a amended budget, import the cryogenic freezers from from them, and and install it? Why are we just like doing things slowly? Why are we why are we always fifty years behind where other countries are hundred years ahead of us? Is there a way to circumvent being fifty years behind with a thing like this? Because um if the government says that uh, the vaccines they're about to receive by the end of the month is from Pfizer, we definitely know that these vaccines need to be stored at minus seventy degrees, minus uh, minus seventy, minus seventy five degrees. Um, how do we do that if the NIMR is telling us they don't have enough freezers to store these things? That's what I'm saying that. Why can't the government, why can't the federal government or, or the organized private sector import these freezers into the country and install them? Okay, China, when this whole coronavirus thing started, they, they were building hospitals in, 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 in a matter of weeks. Is China your mate? <laughs> <laughs> are you China's mates? Are you a China mates? Let's take a, a look at uh, comments on WhatsApp. Sandra, my name is Ola. I'm watching your show right now. I have a comment regarding the storage of vaccines. The creation of dry ice for storage is not a difficult thing. If you check Google, you'll see that you can create dry ice in your house using your fire extinguisher. Great. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Uh, the DG of NIMR says it's, it's an expensive thing to do, but uh, I'm glad um, that Ola um, thinks that it can be done with our fire extinguishers. I, I do hope that they, they're listening and they can try that out. Sandra, me, I'm on my own. I'm government governing myself. Government of Nigeria doesn't care about me. Uh, they make laws, they don't follow it. They only do so to infringe or, or curtail people's rights. To be sincere, they make laws... Uh, what? To be sincere, I don't think there's COVID-19 in Nigeria or even the second, the, the so-called second wave. If there is, it is not as they, the government, make it appear. At least you can see it's in there asking people to go for NIN registration. Also, the president doesn't wear a mask and has no COVID-19. But the governor of Lagos State that wears a mask has COVID-19. So for me, Sandra, I tire. The government is not honest on this issue. They're still playing politics. There are so many lies in these comments that you've sent to me. First of all, the president is always wearing a mask. Always wearing a mask. Always, always, always wearing a mask. That's the first thing. I, I like, where do I even start, Juliet? Mm, okay. 
We've got uh, somebody who says, Sandra, the containers they used in shipping the drugs should be used since we don't have such infrastructure to handle the vaccine. The government should just make sure that the trucks conveying the containers should be new ones that can work, not someone bringing one old truck for, uh, for the contract. All right. Thanks for your message. Sandra, um, all we need to do to solve this infrastructure deficit is to invest in it. PMB should abandon this rubbish train project to to Niger and use the money to salvage this COVID thing. You're doing well, my sister. Adebowale from Songota says. Adebowale, thank you so much for your message. Sandra, from the news you read... Some minutes ago, we are satisfied with the level of compliance of COVID guidelines, says um, Lagos State Government. How many schools did they visit today? I am a teacher. I can categorically tell you what transpired in my area today. I don't know why we are doing this to ourselves. You cannot sit at a corner of your office and start deceiving people. The situation in the schools today is similar to what we have in the market, churches and other public places. No adherence to COVID guidelines, QED. All right. Thank you for your message, Wenga. Uh, Sandra, can you see it for yourself that in other countries, their governments are discouraging their citizens to go out by giving them support and others. But the Nigerian government keeps bringing out programs that will spread the virus. This government doesn't have a plan to stop this pandemic, but they are bringing programs to spread the pandemic. Ibas, thank you for sending your message. Uh, we've got um, someone who loves the program and says, leave Nigeria problem alone so that someone will not develop high blood pr- pressure, Chari. <laughs> uh, We've got another message here. Sandra, we blame the government for everything. Ken from Surulere says, Citizens don't want to wear masks, which is our own way of slowing the spread. Church GOs uh, blaming the government don't ever admonish their maskless church members. If each and every one of us play our role by wearing those masks, we will reduce the spread drastically. Ken from Surulere says, I agree with Ken, actually. I quite agree with Ken. If everybody does what they need to do, the spread will disappear. There are countries that did not do a lockdown. What did they do? They adhered very strictly to guidelines. Their contact tracing game was on point. As soon like, oh God, you wear a mask. If you come into contact with anybody who has had the virus, if there's somebody in your area who has the virus, everybody's alerted at the same time. And then they come and whisk you off and put you away into an isolation center. Like they were so tight. I've, I forgot the name of the country now. I'm trying to remember this country where, where compliance was 100%. What's the name of this country? It's going to come to me. It's going to come to me. I think it was Taiwan. Yes, it is Taiwan. Yes. Taiwan. They didn't do a lockdown. They carried on as normal, but their compliance level was top notch. Everybody had masks on. Everybody was washing hands, keeping the, uh, keeping distant from everyone. Everyone, the, the contact tracing that the government was doing was top notch. Isolation was strictly adhered to. So yes, citizens have their part to play. Government has its part to play. And Nigerian government doesn't look like it's playing its part. But are the citizens playing their part? How can they play their part when you have a number of them saying, "Oh, the virus is not real. Oh, the virus is not real." When I personally, like, would I lie to you? I, Sandra Ezekwesley, would I lie to you? If I'm telling you that I know too many people who have this virus, I know too many people who have died from this virus, 
Why would you then call me and tell me, oh, I don't believe this virus is real? Would I lie? What would I gain from lying? Who's paying me to lie to you? Ask yourself that. 0700-993-993-993. Hello, thanks for calling us. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. Hello? Hello, Sandra. How are you? What's your name? Yeah, David. My name is Austin. Welcome, Austin. Go ahead. Yeah. I think the problem, like you rightly said, is a systemic thing in which we have not invested in our infrastructure. But the painful aspect is that even till now, we are still in that uh, mode. Look at what happened in the, uh, you know, Ponde case. To say that Ponde is still sitting on his desk, even up till now, without any, you know, anything at all. So where are we going from here? Because in economics, they will say that uh, there's always an opportunity cost for any action taken in finance, in, in economics, in all of that. Because your resources are never enough. So you need to be frugal, you need to, you know, do things appropriately. But that has not been the case. And even the most, another painful aspect is that there's never any consequence for any bad behavior. So things just happen, even in the open, and it goes away like that. So that is the problem, because you were asking what has happened. So those are the things that have happened that is still happening up to now, and we are not ready to even change. So where are we going from here? So those equipment that you are talking about, the infrastructure that you are talking about, mm. You know, with what we have had, mm -hmm. with our potentials and everything, mm -hmm. they are not beyond our us. They are not beyond us. But mm. the problem is that, okay, like, it is said that corruption is either will kill corruption or corruption will kill the economy. Mm. But, but what we are seeing is that this is just in a, a, a scene. But nobody is really ready to take the action. It's not enough to just say that. But what we need is that there must be action. People must be punished or see to be punished for wrongdoings. Until we get to that point, we'll continue to lament like this. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you very much for calling. We've got a comment here. Sandra, not complying with COVID-19 procedure is not a function of non-awareness, but lack of value for life. In churches, announce. Mosques, announce. Radio stations, announce. TV stations, show it. In fact, virtually impaired people hear about, deaf, dumb have seen it. So it's the lack of regards for laws that will ultimately undo us. Thank you for your message. Sandra Kende uh, here. Sandra, you kept saying that we circum how do we circumvent infrastructural deficit? But let me tell you, it's not possible. There's no shortcut for that. Hmm. We've got more messages here. Philip from Okota says, I truly feel sad for a lot of people in the government who are not proactive. COVID-19 is almost one year plus, yet no one in this government thought it wise to think of the solutions to the storage of this vaccine ahead. Yet vaccine is now being expected and we're running up and down. It is sad. Thank you for your message, Philip from Okota. I have a message here from Tega. Tega in... Oworo. Antega says, how many fire extinguishers do we have? 
How much dry ice will a single extinguisher produce? How much dry ice will 100,000 vaccines need per day? Clearly, using extinguishers will be neither sufficient nor cost-effective. Even when the president doesn't wear a mask, everyone around him is wearing a mask. Thank you for sending your message in, Tega. We appreciate it. Uh, I guess that message is in response to Ola, who says you can make dry ice with a fire extinguisher. Okay, let's uh, see if we have time to take one final call. Actually, we do not have time to take one final call. We're completely out of time. But Lagos, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Fine, it's not a TED Talk. It's a hard fact. So 99.3 Nigeria Info. And I'm really grateful that you give me your time every day. Tomorrow, we're going to talk to uh, talk about NIMSI. Their deadline is, uh, is fast approaching, right? Tomorrow is the final day for uh, integrating your SIM if you already have an NIN. So uh, let's have that conversation tomorrow between 5 and 6. Before that, of course, we'll bring you Community U Report. We're also going to bring you the big three tomorrow. The big three is where we bring you the biggest stories of the day. I'm on air every day from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Coming up is the news at 6. After the news at 6, we have Rufai uh, bringing you conversations. I love conversations with Rufai because you never know what he's going to talk about um, day to day. And he he has some of the best insights um, in the industry about a lot of social issues. So don't miss it. It's, it's on air every Monday and Tuesday, immediately after the news at 6. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili on social media. Facebook, Sandra Ezekwesili. Twitter, S. Ezequestly. Instagram, S. Ezequestly. Those were your hard facts, Lagos. Have a very good evening. Hard Facts with Sandra Ezequestly is available as a podcast on all streaming platforms. Catch this and previous episodes anytime you want to.